What's up, boss? This is Abraham's wallet. We span the gap between the austerity of obedience to God and the prosperity rising from faithfulness. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss. It is summertime, Mark. And uh, summertime. How are you feeling about the summer? I'm I feel feeling like good. It's summer jam. Time for a summer jam. Time for a, a floral shirt. Time for something. You, you did surprise me when you stepped on camera today with with a shirt that looks more like something I might bring to the table. Yeah, this is this this is rarely comes out of the closet. It has to be a special occasion, and uh, oh. the sun is out today. Kind of a June-themed shirt coming out of That's the right. closet. That was the idea. Nice. Give us a little, give us a little sparkle. Give us a little life. Okay. okay. Um, so, it, yeah. It is summer. It's summer in the parrot house. We were still outside playing around the world at 9 p.m. last night. Oh. It, you know, here in Utah, it stays pretty dang light until about 10, 15 p.m. Oh yeah. Is, I love it. I'm all about staying outside and letting the kids stay up so yeah. it's been full swing summer there's going to be pool time later today yeah there's going to be all sorts of fun summer summerness yeah we're going to talk about that later i um i because of technical issues i'm going to be wearing these headphones today and um i just think uh just imagine that i'm listening to like cool curtis mayfield kind of stuff uh, just to just to be in a vibe uh, while you're talking, and I might not listen to you. I might just listen to what's in my headphones. Yeah, our listeners don't know who Curtis Mayfield Mayfield is because well, that's okay. they can look it up. Far younger than you. Uh, yeah, that's but, okay. Well, uh, Curtis Mayfield well, before my time too, but I'm cool enough to know who he is. Uh, how much is gas cost in your world? Five dollars and one penny. That's horrible. I paid five oh nine yesterday for the first time in my life. I felt like Jimmy Carter was president. And I I got a friend that I was talking to him about his RV. So he has he has this RV that looks like a, a tour bus. Like it's massive. He's telling me we I can't take it anywhere uh, because it's it's about seventy cents a mile to go anywhere. Isn't that a shame? Yeah. You know, just in the last three days, the IRS has announced that they are going to mid-cycle, which this is very rare, increase the mileage deduction rate because of gas prices. Oh. So it was 50, 58 and a half cents. It's now going to be 62 and a half cents. Um, okay. And that's very rare for the IRS to bump that rate in the middle of the year. You extended when you could turn your taxes in. Can you claim 62 cents? No, it starts on July 1st. Oh, okay. What else? For you and I and all the business owners listening, there is maybe that little tiny silver lining. We're going to get an extra, (laughs) what, four cents a mile? Uh, Uh Uh-huh. That's pretty sweet. And you and I are also about to do some serious mileage, some serious business mileage. That's uh, true. Because... Right as gas prices are cresting their peak, we hope, maybe, um, Man, we've decided to drive each 3,000 miles to convene in the great state of Texas. 
That's true. And can, can we deduct those miles? Let's ask this ahead of time. Oh, yes. We always deduct those miles. Oh, you do? Oh, wow. You do, too. Okay, okay yeah. In sure. that tax return you get from our business, those miles are included. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, so that, that, that's interesting. I was kind of thinking about this for the past year. Just please let gas prices be down before my summer road trip. And the opposite has happened. No, uh, I don't think any of these current economic problems are going away uh, this month. No. Inflation um, numbers came out today. That, that was interesting. They overshot, overshot the mark. The stock market, not happy about that. Um, <laughs> so we're looking at very significant declines. And, you know, it's interesting because yesterday the market was pretty flat, even up a little bit. And then right at the end of the day, it tanked. Mm-hmm. And then today, more tanking. Um, when I see that, I go, somebody, somebody knew what was coming, I think, and got a little like, early info on the inflation number. I could be wrong, but we're big efficient market hypothesis people, which says any information that could be known is is priced into equities yeah. uh, long before the average person could respond to it. Um, and there's a hard version of this theory that says any information that's even non-public. So the inflation number was calculated last night. Uh, it, it was known before it was released. And I sure. look at the stock market trends and go, somebody gave a little early warning to to the big institutional money. And uh, this, is why, this is why you shouldn't try to uh, be smarter than the than the market because no. there's, it's not possible. There's, Unless you're, you're a you're high-ranking government official, in which case uh, the laws won't apply to you and you can make money off of every turn of the market before it happens. Yeah, I don't know if it's high-ranking government officials or um, or what. I just think that information just can't stay secret, no matter what. Um, and uh, it gets priced into the market long before the average Main Street investor has any chance of even hearing what it is, much less trading on it. Well, this episode is going to be aired after... We take our Texas road trip. So what kind of time do you think we will have had? I like using that Um, tense because it's a very rare tense to use. What kind of time do you think we will have had? I think that based on the itinerary, there's going to be some new barbecue joints that will be tasted. Um, At least one of which is in the in the Texas Monthly Top 10 in Texas list. That's so, powerful. Yeah. Um, there will be uh, some some little girls that had, have had a great time at camp. Um, my wife is flying down to Texas to drive back with us. We're going to have had a night in Durango. Oh, Two neat. nights in, in Durango, actually. One there, one back. Um, and... Yeah, you and I still have some open spots on the calendar, so... We could announce it on Volley. That's an instant way of communicating with people. Yeah, well, if you're on Volley, I I assume that we're... There's at least two people on on the Volley channel who we will be dining with while we're in Texas. See? There you go. I don't know why you wouldn't want to be on the Volley channel. 
You know, this uh, reminds me of a couple things. Okay, number one, what you just said reminds me that people need to listen to your episode about preparing for the coming recession. And I know that you said you're very fair-minded. Well, it might not happen. And I thought that was sweet of you. Um, But people need to listen to that episode. Secondly, we have mentioned on previous episodes about um, my going to a location, meeting with several families and doing a family vision workshop. Um, I think we're going to have to do more of those in the, in the coming days. We have, I'll say this while we're kind of riffing, if you'll let me use that Ban- term. We call it banter, bantering. Okay. While we're bantering, that there are there there are significant news items coming up about Abraham's wallet in general that's going to be breaking in the next month and there's going to be some changes for the better around here but uh i foresee in the in the year to come are doing a number of these kind of on location gatherings with pockets of uh Abraham's wallet kind of people so I'm just throwing that out there and I'll say again, the best way to communicate with us instantly is on volley. Um, you, you're very good about that, but I check that at least every couple of days and we talk to the people. And there was somebody who asked a question that really got your, your gears turning a week or so ago and they got a 12 minute, they basically got their own personal Steven (laughs) Manuel podcast Podcast. in response to their question. Uh, so I thought that was great, and I listened to all twelve minutes at uh, one and a half speed. <laughs> yeah, I want to throw this out because for some reason I thought of our people last night. I showed up at my daughter's swim meet. We're going to talk about what we do in the summer today. I showed up at my daughter's swim meet, and uh, I hadn't been there ninety seconds. I walked in and thought, "Well, I wish there was some way I could help out." And I had been going back and forth at the organizer. Is there, do you need a timer? How can I help volunteer? We hadn't been there 90 seconds. And they say over the uh, speaker, we need an announcer for tonight. And I looked at my buddy and I was just sh- shrugged my shoulders like, of, of course. I mean, this is God's own hand extending toward me. So anyways, I found myself announcing last night, our next event, number 32, is boys, 11 and 12-year-old, 50-meter freestyle. Did you get to color up some commentary in there? Like, I, <laughs> this is little Jane from uh, Oakley, and she, she's she been nursing a left ankle injury, so we're <laughs> interested to see how the butterfly stroke goes today. It's not her best stroke, but she did have a great uh, outing in 2017 back at age four. You know, I tried to keep it, I, w- I tried to, what I tried to do was play for the next job. I was trying to be very predictable, very professional. And lo and behold, while I was there, they did ask me to come back. So oh. I'm thinking as the, when, as the future goes and I get more comfortable in this role. Yeah, I did do a couple of, and let's hear it for this guy in lane four, everybody. Check this guy out. You know, a little of that stuff. Yeah, you need a cheat sheet that's like, yes. you know, little little Johnny Smith today is swimming in memory of his great grandfather <laughs> who passed away in World <laughs> War II. Um, he said that he was the commander of a tank battalion. And yes, that would yeah. be great. Give the folks some color, I say. You can make it up. And nobody cares. Little Johnny's got his head underwater. He can't that's hear true. It. 
That's true. Let's get into okay. it. Let's do it. We're kind of there because today what we wanted to take a few minutes and talk about is how we are organizing summertime. It's a time of year that uh, rhythms for everybody, no matter what you do, they change. So mm-hmm. if you're a parent, summertime is obviously sc- school is out unless you do year round. Maybe you're homeschooling and you do year round. Uh, but for a lot of us, school is out or homeschool is on pause or um, you're unschooling and the children need to be <laughs> washed more often. I don't know because they get sweaty. Um, but there's a there's a change that happens in the kids' rhythm. There's, like I already said, there's a change that happens in the light. It's light a lot more of the day. So you True. can be outside more. Um, and I have found that even in work settings, Definitely when I was working in an office, but even as a business owner, there's a little bit of a change to the rhythms and and the ways that people want to engage. So my clients are a little bit more apt to say yes if we want to go out and, um, you know, go for a hike instead of do a Zoom call or play play nine holes of golf in the morning, whatever it is. Um, So everybody just feels like, hey, this is summertime. Let's take advantage. Get out there. Be outside and grow some tomatoes and whatever else we we like to do in the summer. So we wanted to take a minute and just talk about how we each are organizing family rhythms uh, for the summertime. Yes. And this is going to be a very practical, casual conversation that we might have on the golf course with you about what we're doing. So if you come here for, you know, discipleshipy Bible training and what to do with your money, this isn't the episode for you. So if you just aren't curious about our lives, then we'll see well, you next time. Yeah. We should have connected before the episode because I have been dissecting. Oh, you have some Bible? Well, I've just been, I've been studying the Hebrew words for summer. <laughs> and I think that in Exodus 4, there's actually a wealth of instruction on how we are supposed to approach the local municipal pool uh, um, okay. in order not to taint ourselves with uh, the filth of the pagan nations that surround and, us. And you think of the in, entire uh, Exodus as like a long road trip? Is that the idea? You know, I think of of the Levitical law as being very relevant to the pool because there is there is excrement in the the swimming pool. And oh, come on! You are literally unclean if you <laughs> dip yourself in that water. And a swim diaper. I mean, a swim diaper is what like is a the swim biggest swim diaper. Well, it's the biggest joke ever. It's it is. It's not holding it's like anything. It's like a cloth in. mask. It's like a cloth mask with the COVID. It's not doing <laughs> yeah. anything. It's yeah, a joke. The, it's like a paper napkin. Yeah. So, okay, en- enough shenanigans. Let's get let's get to uh, summer rhythms at Abraham's okay. wallet. All right. Well, I, I just kind of have a big big old list, so I'll just throw a few out and then let you talk for a while. So the the first thing I would say is that my uh, children have more available time and they have more brain space, so they're not like mentally exhausted because they've been riding bikes and I don't know, picking their noses all day. So they have brain space. So I want to fill that brain space in uh, with some nutritious stuff. And that's one of the things that I think I would say to parents right off the top is that 
I personally, I like to protect free time and my kids. I think I'm probably like most parents. I really value free play. I value them knowing how to entertain themselves and come up with something to do. And I value that. However, their entire day doesn't need to be free play and we don't have to give them no mental challenges all summer long. So that's the first thing I would say to a young parent is that you can prescribe uh, good stuff for your kids. So for instance, um, my, my daughters are on a reading plan for the summer and, and they read dumb, uh, what's that, uh, you know, Captain Underpants and, and uh, uh, Dork Diaries and I don't know, that kind of stuff. They do that for fun, but, but they're also reading Black Beauty Wind in the Willows and and literature, you know, children's literature classics, which we're talking through. I'll also throw in um, me and my daughters are reading aloud a book series called The Prince Warriors, which is written, I believe, by Tony Evans's daughter. And yeah. it's not exactly C.S. Lewis, but it's kind of a fantasy deal that teaches it's the armor of God, really, that it's teaching you. And there's a character that's clearly the Holy Spirit that's taking the kids through adventures, et cetera. So um, we're filling their brain with some good stuff. And also, I, I have added to their schedule, there's now a weekly meeting with me, which is really discipleship time. They really look forward to it because we're going to do something fun. We might get a treat or a snack but we're also going to pull out Bibles and notebooks and we're going to have discipleship time. And I get to fill that in with whatever I want. It could be simple as let's read a Jesus Bible story together, talk about it and have a two minute prayer. But I want to, uh, I want to uh, level up the kind of discipleship relationship they have with me in the summertime. So I, I throw, that's my opening salvo. Yeah. So, I'm going to piggyback on some of that stuff because a lot of it's the same stuff that we're doing. Um, we we do differently than you guys. You guys homeschool hybrid, right? Yeah. Um, and we do private Christian school. Um, there's good things about private Christian school, but our kids are kind of less, we have less freedom with curriculum than we would if we were homeschooling. Um, so we use the summer to fill in a lot of the the gaps I have noticed that at our school, there's a lot of strengths. Spanish is not one of them. They cannot mm. speak two words of Spanish, even though they've been in Spanish class for four years. Um, so I said, "This I speak Spanish. We can do Spanish this summer. Um, and I actually went and just purchased an adult Spanish class online. And they will slowly kind of work their way through these five-minute lessons one chunk at a time. And we're already speaking more Spanish now than we were at the beginning of the summer. I'd say they've quintupled their Spanish lexicon. Um, Do you recommend and, this Spanish course? Um, it's good. My oldest daughter is 11. She's able to track with it. My youngest daughter listens to it and I don't think it sticks very well. So her and I kind of talk through some basic stuff, but she's in, she's going into third grade. Um, sorry, my middle daughter and my youngest, my youngest is not yet ready for the Spanish. She's still working on English. Um, okay. But I, I would say it's pretty good. Uh, my oldest daughter though, she's going into seventh grade. She could be going into probably 10th grade 
in academically. We um, tested so her. We did test her, and she tested like four grade levels above where she was. Um, so th- there's a chance that it might not be appropriate for your average, say, fifth grader. Um, I don't think it would be. But uh-huh. still experimenting. Okay. The point is, there's a ton of resources. You can find a kid's Spanish class. You can find... You could any language you want. We have access to the Rosetta Stone for kids stuff through the school. Um, so that's the, cool. the, I don't care about whether our listeners want to have their kids learn Spanish. I think the point is we identified a gap in what they were getting and something that we thought was important. And we said summer is a great time in a non-oppressive way. Yes. To say, hey, I just want you to to find fifteen to twenty minutes every day and work through this. It also gives them something to do um, when I need them to be busy. So uh-huh. that's one of the big changes. My youngest two are engaged mostly in a day camp that is week to week. So uh, this week, from nine a.m. to three p.m., they were at day camp. Next week, they won't be. Um, so we just kind of picked, Hey, that's an interesting theme they're teaching that week. Like that's soccer, soccer week. Let's go do that. Um, what, what is that? What, who's, who's putting us on? Our school does it, but they bring in experts in something each week to kind of focus. And so you can kind of pick and choose your topic. Um, five days nine, from nine to three that are just soccer. No. So like soccer would be, let's do it from nine to ten thirty. Let's do snack and play for a bit in the afternoon. Let's take everybody to the swimming pool for an hour and a half, oh. something like that. Okay, so it's kind of fun time, but for the, that's the two littles. They're doing that, and then when they get home, they're actually ready for down down activities. So, like you guys, we've also got a reading list and. With my youngest, we we just did a picture book the other night. She's five, so she's not reading on her own more than just sounding out words. But mm-hmm. R.C. Sproul, do you know R.C.? I sure do. He, he wrote a kid's book called The King Without a Shadow. Um, and it's like, like a lot of these reformed uh, kids' book authors, they do a really good job of allegory. Um, and it's it's a book about Christ. Uh, but um, that's kind of the type of stuff we're focusing on with the youngest. The middle is mixing in a little bit of fun stuff, like you said, with actually C.S. Lewis is on her list and other chapter books. She's cranking through... Um, kind of rereading some of the Laura Ingalls stuff that we've read as a family. Yes. In the past. Um, she's very excited by the way, because one of the things our kids are going to be doing in Texas while we're touring about is attending summer camp. And Esther got uh, placed into the Laura Ingalls Wilder cabin uh, at Sky Ranch. So that's kind of nice. Fun. Yeah. Um, nice. But Kyla is my reading just, she's voracious, I would say. In the last 48 hours, she has gotten through 600 pages of reading because she got onto a couple books she just loved. And she just, she was up, she set her alarm to read because she knew dad's not going to let me sit in a chair for 12 hours and read. So I'm going to get up early. Set her alarm to get up early to read. 
Yes. Wow. Um, and I, that's not every every two days. She's not doing a full thick novel every two days, but she'll probably get through 40 books this summer. And there's a few on that list that are kind of uh, kids, kids, young adult stuff. I'd say 85% of the list is legit stuff that I enjoy reading that I thought was meaningful. Um, Good grief. So we pulled from the classical conversations, middle school and high school list and just said, uh, we compared it to the curriculum our kids get at their school and said, anything you're missing, let's put it into the summer list. And uh, my oldest daughter, like I said, we're a little nervous that she's going to run out of books by the end of summer. Good grief. Well, you're reminding me of um, of what, what I've done in, in years past, which is... I think it's good to do what you're doing and look at their school and go, where, what do I want them to know that's outside of this? What are the skills that I want them to have? And so Spanish is a great example. My kids don't have any uh, Spanish training. Usually we do a little bit of that around the table, but um, my wife found a tutor and that's coming into our house for an hour a week, the same for Spanish. And I, and in the past, what I have done is I gave my kids a menu of things that I thought that I could teach them at their age. And I thought, gosh, if I had 10 hours with them this summer, I I could work through some topic. So I think I had drawing in there and I thought I could, I can find a drawing book and walk them through Um, some kind of very simple graphic design. Like I could, I could teach them how to make slides on a computer I could have them I could have them understand their way around I don't know pages on an Apple computer or something um and so I just made a list of things I mean I included um simple construction with with wood and nails and screws and I made a little list and they picked from that list and that was that was what we worked through every week and I'm figuring hey we've got again we're uh, kind of a homeschooling family so we've got this little schoolroom and figure I could pull them into that schoolroom for one morning a week. And if I can give them uh, 60 or 90 minutes, we can cover any topic. So um, we're, I had them do the same kind of thing um, this summer. One of my uh, daughters picked um, wood burning as a craft. I don't know how to do wood burning, but it looks like a cool thing. Okay, well, I can buy you a wood burning kit. And um, she's doing what kind of what you suggested, which is working through a a video series. And I don't know anything about wood burning, um, but those kind of things. I, I got another daughter that's very into her Etsy scene, so she's she she wants to spend a lot of time sewing this summer. I want to build up my my um, uh, resources that I can sell my inventory through my Etsy shop, which is joyfully made. I think joyfully made Cincinnati, perhaps. Anyhow, um, these are the kind of things that I think we should be giving time to. And all I would want to say to parents is if you just roll over and let summer happen to you, then your kids are, yes, they're going to be jumping rope and riding bikes, which are great things. They also might be giving themselves to screens. That's just a lazy, it's just, it's just handy. 
we mustn't let that happen. We must monitor them on screens. That's not what summer is for in my mind. It's for developing all these other parts of you that get minimized when when uh, putting education into your brain is so central into their lives. So uh, anyways, I'm, I'm reiterating what we're already saying. So go on. No, I think you're kind of tapping into big rock number two of the summer, which is that I want my kids to start to be entrepreneurial. Um, mm. We've we've talked a lot about that. We've we've interviewed Joy, the yeah. proprietor of Joyfully Made, about her store. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I found that there's a couple things I can do as a dad to help that along. Uh, one is uh, we'll we'll just have kids over during the summer. You know, if there's a day that there's no day camp or something, and I'm going to be working from home and I don't have a ton of meetings, I might say you guys can come over here and just hang out. And this happened the other day, and they said, "Well, we would like to go get ice cream down the street." And I said, "That sounds great. Go get ice cream." They said, can we have money? And I said, no. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of creating in small doses times where they feel the need to, uh, oh man, if I'm just around all day, I kind of want some money so I can go do some of the stuff I'd like to do. That precipitated, well, how could we make some money? Um, and yesterday, a couple examples, my kitchen started out kind of a wreck. And I said, well, I'd be, I'd, I'd be interested in this kitchen looking as nice as it looks when mom cleans it. Um, and they said, we think we can do that. And I said, great, it's worth a couple ice creams to me. That kitchen was sparkling and wow. by, by the end. So that was just like an extra, that's not their job to clean my kitchen normally. It was an extra thing that they were able to do. But my oldest daughter had similar kind of boredom. She was sitting around. She had already read till her eyes bled. And we didn't have a lot planned yesterday. So she noticed that the neighbors were next door and said, hey, would you guys like to go go do something? I could babysit for you. And she babysat and made 10 bucks in an hour. Mm -hmm. um, and both of those were precipitated a little bit by some boredom. So I like a little boredom yeah. um, to happen because I think it's what forces them to get creative. I came downstairs at the end of the day yesterday and all three of my daughters were painting. They had gotten paints out and stuff. And I just thought, that's, that's great. great. They, they would not do this during the school year. Um, they were bored and they thought, oh, we have painting stuff. I bet we could set up painting. Um, so that was great. Uh, boredom was one of the ingredients uh, and putting a little bit of felt need on them that created uh, at least a desire for one of the things they do to alleviate boredom to be, I think I could go earn some money. Um, so there's plans in the works. We have a plum tree that always produces gobs of plums. And I said, if you guys will harvest these plums, we will do a day together where we make plum jam and we make a rosemary plum jam that everyone loves and I'll help you set up a little stand and you can sell these plum jams. Probably, I think five bucks a jar, people would probably pay it. And yeah. uh, the little ones are excited about that. My oldest daughter, you know, she's watching and monitoring very closely because the golden doodle 
it, the the goal for after camp is over is to get the doodle pregnant and um that <laughs> oh yes that, it, that's right that's kind of her summer project is to to get some puppies in this dog and <laughs> frankly she might make more money than me this summer if the the market for golden doodle stays where it is right now because <laughs> they're going at a premium that's great um you reminded me of a couple of things um one is is that there are there are minimum chores that i require of my kids during the school year but when they have more time um, I think that we should increase the chores that they have to do, which is just contributing to the household. So my deal as of now is, uh, because I'm honestly running out of things for them to do. So my, my deal right now is that you're going to have one additional chore a day, and I want them to be in the habit of contributing to the household and just making everything clean and put together and prepping for meals and helping with yard work. And I just want that to be a rhythm for them of, of contribution. So I throw that out there. The other thing um, that came to mind is if, if the kind of things that we're throwing out to you seem um, overwhelming, how, how could I get my kids on a Spanish program? Wood burning. Here's what I did um, to kind of uh, create a container for, for this conversation was I sat down with each daughter and I simply had a very miniature goals summit with them. And it was very simple. And I simply talked about, let's talk about your spiritual life. So this means praying to God, um, having him work on your character, reading the Bible, memorizing. What, what do you think would be, let's brainstorm together. What do you think would be a good goal for you this summer? Do you, do you want to know God more by the end of the summer? Okay. Well then what would be a reasonable goal? And then I just worked with them to sort of calibrate. That's a little bit too much. I don't think that, I don't know what, what it would be. You don't have to read 10 books of the Bible by the end of the summer, but let's turn that down, whatever. Until it seemed like, yeah, that's a great goal for you. Then we did the same with um, relationships. Who do you really want to spend time with this summer? I would like to be on that list myself. I would like you to have weekly time with me. Oh, that'd be great, Daddy. Okay, let's make that one of our goals. Who else do you? Well, one of my kids said, I want uh, I want to have five sleepovers with Ruthie uh, over the over the summer. Okay, let's write that down. Have we have, do we have one on the books? Well, I guess we need to call her today, work on that. And we just went, we just went subject by subject. And so under under intellectual, when we put goals. That's where we put, well, I think I'd like for you guys to read two books this summer or whatever it was. And then you said you want to learn uh, wood burning. Okay, let's put that in here. Then you kind of have a little to-do list. And by the way, there's financial goals as well for them. So then we, again, we can start working that. And you don't have to do it all every day and you don't have to do it all in a week, but you've kind of got a list to work through. And guess what? If you don't finish them all, the world isn't going to break but it, get, it, it gives you a path to start walking down. So I throw that out as, as something that might be helpful. Um, I just want to throw out the category of all family stuff, which I think that can be turned up during the summer as well. Um, you, you might not have, I don't, you might not have as much rest time. Like they, they have tons of free time. I don't get a summer per se, 
but um, there's more scheduled rest for the family, right? We have trips, uh, they're, them going to summer camp is a good example where that's going to impinge upon my time to, to make that happen. So one tip that I have for everybody is when it comes to family worship, and, and I hope you have some kind of family God time together where I don't know how much we've talked about this, but it, family God time does not have to be a huge deal. It's simply seeing father lead a little bit in, in a spiritual space. So let's read a little bit of the Bible together. Let's get some people's feedback. We can answer questions, etc. And then let's pray about it together. And maybe let's sing a song. Hooray, you just did it. Great. And you modeled a, 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 several great things there. I would just say, if you're doing that, my recommendation would be get ready to make that time flexible. So if you're doing a car trip, then you can have family God time in the car. No problem. If you're going to be spending time in a hotel, you can do that in a hotel. Just, just decide in your mind, we're going to take this show on the road. If we're going to be at grandma's house for two weeks, we're doing family God time. We're going to do it at grandma's house. Um, one thing that I'm really excited about um, is on our way down to Texas to camp. We, we talked about this last year, but we stopped off at Mammoth Cave National Park. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm adding a little bit of water to that soup this year. We're going to go down we're going to go down um, a day early. Um, me and the girls are going to take mountain bikes and we're going to ride the, the mountain biking trails at, at, the, at the park, which are really good. Then we're going to, the whole family, my wife is coming that night. The whole family is going to stay in one of these, uh, they call them rustic cabins. I think these things were built in the 40s. And it's sort of like the national park experience. You have to reserve these things six months in advance. And then we're all taking a, um, a tour through part of the 420 miles of caves that's at Mammoth. And then the next morning, my wife takes the bikes and goes home and me and the girls continued south. Uh, so where, I look really... Mammoth caves? It's in Kentucky. Oh, okay. Outside of, uh, it's not too far from Bowling Green. And, um, um, I'm really looking forward to that night. I just think it'll be a very, it'll be a very low tech night. We'll be in this old cabin and I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, the God time, the family God time that we'll have that night. So that's a good example of like, just, just take your show on the road, uh, when it yeah. comes to family God time. Yeah. And even just the, the life that comes out of a mixture of highly scheduled and creating space for random stuff to happen. I think that's, that's the magic of summertime. So mm -hmm. I don't know if people remember, but we did an episode. It was terribly noisy. Our microphones stunk, <laughs> but we were in the car in Texas last summer talking about yes. oh, yeah, was, air conditioning was horrible. Yeah. But you kind of got got my gears turning. So this year for my road trip, I'm going to be with only my two oldest daughters for half of it and with the whole crew for the other half. Right. I've got an itinerary built out. Whoa. You know, there's some there's some fun stuff scheduled for that trip. We're going to stop at 
Milt's Stop and Go in Moab, which is, I think, one of the better burgers in America. It's kind of That's great. old 1950s style Route 66 diner. Um, we're going to, you know, I've, I've spent the time to figure out where are the best huevos rancheros in Amarillo. Yes. Um, just because I want to know these things. And I, you know, that I get pretty excited about food on road trips, but um, there's that. And then there's also the, Hey, we don't really have time to do like the Durango train that I remember as a child so well, because I got a, a burning coal in my eye and had to go to the hospital. From, from the, but, oh no! Um, but I've got unscheduled time. That's just let's explore this beautiful area. And in the past, that has been actually the most magical moments of of trips with family is unscheduled. Like, well, I know there's some cool stuff here, but I don't know what we're gonna do. Let's just see what we get into. Um, yes, and I kind of want to just introduce my kids as they get old enough to be buddies in that type of exploration um it's kind of a coming of age thing for them too because you don't do that with a two-year-old say like yeah. well, what should we do well, you don't but when you have a 12 year old you can go hey we can kind of do whatever we want let's look at what's here and pick something fun and go do it um, right and so i'm looking forward to that for sure already on the god time thing the same principle has held that we've scheduled stuff that's unique to the summer where we can have longer time. And I've just noticed I came downstairs today. And even before we started recording, I was telling you about stuff I was reading in the Bible that just kind of was blowing my mind. And I had a 20 minute conversation with my kids about those Mm. passages. And that wouldn't happen if we were in the throes of let's get everybody's stuff together and get out of the house and get ready for school. Um, it happened because, you know, the little nerds were getting their early morning reading time in and I came downstairs <laughs> and said, Hey, you guys want to hear what I just read and what I'm thinking about? And it was great. That's great. I- I'll throw out a little tip that I learned from Mark Douglas, um, who has, has done road trips with a, uh, with his whole crew many times. Um, and he suggests it. If you if you need time out of the car on a long road trip, always look for a local college. When you go through a, a, a town and it's some college you've never heard of, go to that college campus. He said there's always tons of green space. There's always some kind of food thing near it. And he said it's it's a great place to explore with with young kids and it. Um, it kind of gets their wheels turning about, wow, this is, this is kind of a cool area. I always thought that was a great tip, and we try to do that on road trips as well. Amarillo. Can I just sing the praises of Amarillo for a second? And how do much it. time I, do you have how, how much time do you have in Amarillo? Not much. It's that's okay. gonna be a a get in late at night, which is why we we're stopping, I think, in Waxahachie for a particular barbecue joint that I want to hit. And then Amarillo yeah. is like a 10 p.m. 11 or 10.30 p.m. roll up, which is why I've scheduled my Amarillo event around breakfast. I see. Well, I mean, if you have a great thing going in Amarillo, do it. But I'll just throw out a couple of... I, I love Amarillo as a 
It just super Texas-y. And there's Paladura Canyon there, which is not unlike the Grand Canyon. It's really amazing. Um, there is the the all the Cadillacs that lined up. You've seen the pictures of oh, the yeah. Cadillacs oh, yeah. with their butts out of the air. That's that's in uh, Amarillo. There's the Big Tex Steakhouse, which their whole deal is, you know, if you can eat 64 ounces of a steak and all of the trimmings and a full baked potato and all this stuff, and it's horrible, but you, you get, you get it free. Um, that's gross. I don't really want to see someone try to do that, but if you just go into this place, which it's really big on the side of the highway, big ticks, I've just taken the kids in there and like 11 o'clock in the morning. And it just looks like the 1850s inside. It's just, it looks like something out of a movie. It looks like, I don't know, in, in it looks like a, a, a saloon in Tombstone or something like that. It's it's very interesting to, to stop by. Um, and so this is my suggestion on breakfast. I'm not trying to change your trip. But if somebody else is going through and they go, what could I do in Amarillo? The stockyards, which are 10 or 15 minutes outside of town, I think they're on the north east side of town, the stockyards. There is a cafe that's connected to the stockyards. And if you can, if you can stop in and see a, a, an actual auction happen, that's amazing to watch. You'll think you're in a different time and space. But in that little diner, it's only populated by actual cowboys. So there's no tourists in there. You'll be the only one um, wearing the flowered uh, shirt <laughs> in there. But if if you go in there, I mean, it's like you walked onto a movie set and it's like 30 years ago. Um, you might see some neon, some neon colored uh, cowboy shirts. But I mean, it's cowboy hats. It's leathery wrinkled faces. It's well used cowboy boots in there. It is a total experience. So I throw that out. I love Amarillo. That's awesome. Uh, right. Yeah, I maybe we'll have to go back. Uh, my dad spent time in Paladuro Canyon last year and said it was incredible. Oh, awesome. I, I guess the last thing that I'm going to throw out just as we wrap up our, our summer rhythms change is that we do budget money to to make summer more fun uh and there's two main things that that looks like one normally we take a summer vacation uh you know uh, that we would plan a trip this year we have this property that we purchased that we haven't ever spent a whole week at we've only gone there for a weekend because it's not that far from our house but we've decided instead of traveling somewhere and spending twelve thousand dollars on gasoline <laughs> let's let's uh go explore kind of the local restaurants and eat and there's live music down the street from the place every friday night let's do That's that fantastic we we spent some of the money we would have spent on a plane ticket and bought two paddle boards so there's there's this great reservoir with giant stone walls on all sides of it that you can't take any motorboats in so we're gonna family paddleboard to a to a beach and so that'll be that'll be a whole day activity um so stuff like that um we're gonna use that as kind of our summer getaway but we've budgeted money and said hey we're gonna we're gonna eat out we're do gonna do up. it up we're not just gonna do sit around at the lake house and kind of do what we always do 
which that's sit around at a normal sit around at a normal lake house sounds fun our quote lake house is about a mile from the lake so it's not like we can just go swim out the back door you, you kind of have to you have to work a little bit to enjoy water well i think it's a great idea for you to explore that area because you'll be buying kind of ownership for your whole family feeling like this is kind of our area we know all the local spots and you'll create memories around all of those totally that's great that's what amelia said we had somebody that wanted to rent it that week and they were willing to pay us a lot of money and amelia said i said well we could take the money they would pay us and we could go on a plane and go somewhere else and she said that doesn't sound like what we what we intended when we bought this place, which was we're trying to establish a home base where the kids will want to come back when they're older, things That's like great. that. Um, so we, we kind of made that choice. Um, you know, you, you said pool. The other thing we spent money on this summer that's not a vacation, because I think our friend Justin Wolfenberg talks, he, he's famous for the quote, like, don't, don't work your tail off and make yourself miserable 50 weeks a year so you can have two weeks of vacation <laughs> that are good. Yes. Just make your 52 weeks all like sustainable and good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think we sort of did a microcosm of that this summer and said, instead of spending money to go on a big trip, let's also spend some money to make our regular summer rhythm better. And so we joined the the pool and that's what my wife is taking the kids to the pool today. Um, yep. And we'll hang out there. There's actually, it's just been great. There's ministry opportunities that come from the pool of just that's people great. we've gotten to know and that are interested in, in spiritual conversations while we all watch our kids try not to drown. So we, we did consciously spend some money to make our day-to-day better in the summer and didn't just save it all for some lame Disney vacation or something. I don't know how intentional it was, but we did the same thing. We we are not going on a, quote, big family vacation this summer, but we joined a pool, which we had to be on a waiting list for three years to to get into, but we, we did that. And um, that's our idea as well. So like yesterday... My daughters went to the indoor like adventure park where there's climbing walls and trampolines and all that stuff. And that stuff takes money. But um, we've, as you said, we've planned uh, to have a budget for that kind of stuff in the summer. My last thing is I wanted to give people just a rundown. I just made a list of the things that my kids are are doing this summer. And so... Um, I'm just thinking this would be something that I would share with a friend who's asking me, what do, now what do you guys do as far as like booking up your kids? And I just said, I want to protect free time, but uh, I also want to build other skills and capabilities. So for instance, my, my oldest just joined uh, the swim team that's at this, uh, at this pool that we're at this summer. She's never been on a swim team before. Nobody's ever given her instruction on how to do the breaststroke. And so she's 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 uh, bringing up the rear as far as her peers around her, but she's learning this stuff and <clears throat> doing her first swim meets, and I think it's really good experience. So I'm just going to make a list of the stuff that's happening. We mentioned summer camp that our girls are going to do in Texas. That's one week long. Um, our our city parks uh, include a couple of public courses. 
And at those public courses, they do a golf camp, which is four mornings, one week. Um, both of my girls are doing that, a little golf camp. Um, as I said, swim team. I've got one kid that's doing tumbling. That's, I think that's one night a week. Um, our, our music lessons have changed. So um, I've got, I got a violin player who's, who's, School is such a stressor on her that we dropped violin. So she's going to pick that back up in the summer. I have a piano player whose teacher doesn't do summer lessons. She, she takes the summer off and goes to China where she's from. Um, so she's not there. So that one, the piano player is going to get guitar lessons through the summer, which to her feels like a great change of pace. I'm very happy for her to get those. Um, we, we do, um, basketball. As you said, um, I want to take more time to play, you know, just fun shooting, pickup games, whatever, with my kids in the driveway. And there's sort of ongoing um, skills class that's one night a week that both both of my kids want to go to. Um, VBS, uh, we know a great Methodist church nearby that does a killer VBS that... Um, my kids have always gone to, and my oldest is now old enough to help with the younger kids. So they, that's, that's a must for them this week. They're doing a tennis thing. Again, that's just a couple of hours and it's only one week. Um, I like them to, I like them to, uh, have that. Um, my oldest wanted to create her own camp so that she could charge her friends to come to this camp and here's all the activities that we'll do. So she lined up, I don't know where she got this idea of like scheduling things or putting like an event together. I don't know where she got that, but she, she and her friend have like arranged this, this week long summer camp that I think is four hours a day. And yes, they're charging their friends to come. Um, I think that's very fun. Um, that's it. Anyways, I, I just I just think people go, well, am I scheduling too much for my kids or am I not scheduling enough? So this is just one person's list of the stuff that we're doing just to give you some kind of frame of reference. I don't want to spend the whole summer running them from activity to activity. Um, so we've been we I know it sounds like a lot, but there's never they don't have full days uh, any of this stuff. So anyways, there it is. That's what we're yeah. doing this that sounds great. The only thing that I, I can't endorse from your list is, is swim team. Uh, man, I, I don't know if it's because my, my personal experience of <laughs> still swimming when everyone else was like, well, is that kid going to get out of the way? We're trying to start the next race. But uh, man, it was traumatic. And uh, I remember when my middle daughter did her first swim meet it was there was only two kids at that age group that could swim well enough to to compete and so they had them race heads up and they both had the same name they were both esther and we we had great embarrassment because our daughter crushed what she called esther two in this race and then stood at the end of the lane and slapped the water like look at this girl she can't swim fast at all i just blew esther two away and we're just like this is terrible but i can't get to her fast enough to like stop it from happening oh so my word we learned right. something about sportsmanship that day um, you're right right so yeah you swim never team. know what 
they do until they're put love, in this situation. Love hate relationship with the swim team. I'll tell you that. Understood. Well, whenever it comes out, thanks for listening. Catch you next week. That's right. Adios. <laughs>